just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's Spain. done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. We are again talking about the Masters. It's everything, everything Masters. We're trying to get as many people on as possible. Uh, we are, of course, joined by Jeff Feinberg yet again. Jeff, how are you doing? I am doing very well, guys. Always looking forward to chatting uh, all things Masters. Yeah, thanks again for uh, coming on the pod. Um, you know, myself and Steve and Donica have had numerous chats with a lot of different people. And, um, you know, I think as many chats as we can possibly get in, in, in the next few days, we're absolutely buzzing for it. Very, very excited. Um, one thing I will say quickly off the bat, we still, we are here it is Friday evening, the, the Friday before the Masters. We still don't know if Tiger is playing. Is that correct? Yeah, last I seen, it's still an unknown. Everyone thought today would be the day because history had shown us a couple times in the past. Anytime he, his appearance was in any sort of debate at a major, it was both times, the Fridays before, in which he made an official announcement. So everyone is kind of, you know, waiting for it. I do expect him to play, but... Uh, I also expected Phil to play and was pretty shocked about that. So I don't think you want to go on my opinion at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're the only one there, Jeff. That was uh, a little bit surprised to see the Phil's name not included. Um, the Maybe the best place to start um, with you, Jeff, and, and it looks though all signs are pointing to Tiger will tee it up on, on Thursday. Um, obviously, we could be could be all completely wrong, but but let's take it that he is. Um, the you kind of mentioned it there at the very very start off air that the the odds board isn't very friendly right now. We have a shitload of guys that are in that you know twenty to one and under um, market. Probably as many as I can ever remember being twenty to one and under. Um, so as a as a experienced gambler and as a, a guy who knows the knows the game of golf, how how do you advise? Um, do you advise people to wait on until Masters Week to make your bets? Do you advise maybe getting in early on a couple of plays or, or what, what's your general strategy um, basically a week out from, from tee off? Yeah, I feel like we've had no other choice but to sort of sit back and, and wait this one out. If you happen to have made a move, you know, on Cam Smith or Scotty Scheffler at Christmas, congratulations to you. But realistically, guys, who who of that top tier player has seen their odds get worse pretty much since, since the season has started. And as we approach masters week, a lot of the markets still have it as a future market. I'm sort of waiting for them to do a full reset as they make it like a week of market, just like yeah. no different than the, obviously a lot more hype and excitement and betting action, but just no different than the Monday of any tournament. So I am kind of hoping for a full, reset in in the odds market that being said i don't think the books are fools and they might realize like a lot of us that there is a pretty finite amount of players who can probably win this event and they may price them accordingly so a lot of questions sort of are up in the air still at this moment as it pertains to masters pricing 
Yeah, 100%. And uh, I think that's a Brooks, Brooks Kepke mentality that there's only a, a very limited number of players that can actually, when they tee it up on, on Thursday, actually go and win it. Um, if we just run through the top of the, the market, um, Jeff, we have John Ram as 10 to 1 favourite, um, followed closely by Justin Thomas, Colin Moore, Kewer, Speed. McElroy, DJ, basically all the big players are, are there. Um, do you think the books for now have got it right? Or is there anybody that's kind of at a, a bigger price that you're seeing? This guy should actually be a little bit shorter. This guy should, this guy is actually way too short than his chances would. Um, what, what are your take on the market, I guess? As far as I'm concerned, they're all too short, guys. They're all too <laughs> yeah. short. Fox. Fair to compare it to say like the Players' Championship, which was a few weeks ago where we were getting incredible numbers on so many players even in the list of guys you mentioned because we know how a bit historically what a wild card event that is and as i've already said and you alluded to like this one the field is so much smaller the actual win equity is really tied up in a hyper few amount of players if you made me make a bet though under 20 to 1 right now with those current numbers i think i would bet on dustin johnson a former champion. We saw that like insane seven under the last round at the players. We saw him come out and make it to the semifinals, get waxed by Scotty Scheffler. No harm in that. Uh, you know, he got it off to a slow start there. So right now, if you sort of made me pick one, I would pick Dustin. But at this point, like I'm in full wait and see, I, I'm in full wait and see mode. And I'm really hoping the books get more competitive with one another at least one or two of them that i have access to get pretty competitive in this in this new landscape of betting being legalized in more places yeah yeah exactly. uh, i don't think other people care you know because <laughs> i'm sure people in the you know all, at different states all over america have had their own issues uh so i don't think anyone's crying for us who've had no issues forever uh, I'm just seeing the timing of issues like masters Monday. If I see something I want to just bite on or attack, I don't want any firewalls getting in my way. And I'm worried it's going to be hyper annoying for us on Monday guys. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially I'll have the VPN ready to go anyway, just in case yeah. there's any, uh, any issues that, that we might run into. Um, just one, one player to get your take on, um, Jeff, obviously the, the man at the moment, Tiger Woods, if he does play and, and as we said, let's take it that he is playing everybody I think is going to want to get involved um, just just in case um, a miracle happens and Tiger actually goes on and wins it. How do you advise people to get involved with Tiger? Would you be looking at maybe let's do a May Cup bet, let's do a top 20 bet, like how, how are you playing Tiger? Are you just completely completely just watching him this week? Yeah, for me it'll be just a total watch. I'm not investing in him. I mean, just what sort of hypothetical head-to-head could you make for me? Uh, you know, looking at guys, like I don't think it'd be fair to price him up against guys who are similar in his outright market because we know how sort of suffocated his outright market is probably going to be. Yep. My expectations would be at an all-time low, and I think that's realistic. So anything he does, making the cut would be outstanding. I'm sure there'll be people who, like, the 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 to not make the cut bet could actually be really popular, mm. but that's not something that I would, I don't need to cheer for that. Like yeah. I'd rather just not bet it than cheer against him, but I have no interest in investing in him kind of giggling at myself. When I see people messaging me, they've like bet tiger to win the masters. Yeah. 
I thought when Phil won the PGA, we were living in some sort of Truman show simulation. Like <laughs> how on earth did that just freaking happen? Yeah. If this happens, I like you couldn't convince me otherwise. I'll be looking like that. We're all living in a soundstage. <laughs> yeah. It would yeah. just be ridiculous, but I have enough. Like I, you couldn't, I wouldn't bet him to win with your money. Per se. I wouldn't bet him to top 10 with your money per se. I wouldn't bet him to top 20 with your I mean, money I, per se. But I don't want to pick on him because I love him, but I don't think I DFS roster him anywhere either. I'd let other people do that. Like yep. I would. Yeah. I mean, I think just for me personally, and we talked about this with uh, Jason the uh, other day, but Tiger Woods is currently at 50 to 1. Ridiculous. Sam Burns is 40 yeah. to 1. I'm sorry if uh, uh, look, I could look very foolish come next Sunday. If you bet Tiger Woods over Sam Burns. Mm, not the best strategy. Well, well the, you, you I, could I, list I all those guys, like every single one of them to me, you got to be f- silly. Yeah. Like I'd rather bet Paul Casey at like 80 to one or Hatton mm-hmm. at 70, just blindly staring at it. Even Patrick Reed who had a great, Last round of match play, we made seven or eight birdies versus John Rom. Didn't look horrible at the players. Yep. Like if you even offered, oh geez, this whole thing's gonna turn into a sound bit when Tiger finishes. I know. <laughs> lots of lots of great material. Keep talking, Jeff. Keep I, talking. It's all part of it, I guess. Why me <laughs> up? But like, if you gave me if like Patrick Reed at eighty to one versus Tiger at fifty to one, and you gave me plus money on a head to head, you know, Sergio at eighty to one, like I would bet them all like right. i would bet them all and like hope it goes well oh the bet against tiger either but if they put out these scenarios <laughs> where i'm getting plus money which they Sergio will garcia to beat him yeah i'm gonna go back to like 2001 and be cheering for sergio not that i ever <laughs> did but yeah i don't i don't know so we'll we'll see but yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be a slew of Tiger markets. That's great. For oh, everybody. without doubt. Yeah, how how yeah. many birdies will Tiger make on his first round? All this, all this shit is going to come out, and uh, look, it'll be interesting. Oh, first it's obviously tee shot, the problem yeah, everywhere. Like yeah, yeah, miss a left, miss fairway yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm here for it all. I'm going to get involved in it all. <laughs> um, if we if we move on, then um, Jeff. So one one mark that is always popular is the first round leader, um, market. So. Just to rattle through some previous first round lead results. Um, so 2021. So in summary, basically, you need to shoot um you need to shoot either six under or seven under par uh if you want to get a share or get the outright first round lead. Uh 2021, Justin Rose. Um, so last year Justin Rose was three clear after round one, seven under. 2020, Casey Fratelli and DJ all tied at seven. 2019, Brooks and Bryson. Ironically enough, tied at the top at six under. And 2018, Jordan Speed um, was six under par when he took the first round lead. So any any takes on it, um, Jeff or, or Brewer, any any insight into to the first round leader? Charlie Hoffman used to be my go-to guy um, for first round leads, but he's not playing this year unless, oh, he's just missed the cut actually at the Valero. So he won't be playing, I don't think, um, unless I'm mistaken. But um, what, what's your strategy, Jeff? What's your take? Yeah, I don't really, you know, have one per se. One it would digest a bunch of things. A guy say like Corey Connors might be a little too popular, but he could be appealing. Paul Casey, who you just mentioned, could be appealing. I'm not kidding. I could be here for uh, like if you know a real 
long shot, at least in master's market terms, a guy like Siwoo Kim, who had a pretty strong appearance last year. And I'm curious to see how popular he'll be this this year in a lot of markets. Um, but I plan on attacking him in a lot of prop markets. Remember, he got real frustrated. He broke his putter. Yeah. He was on Sunday, I want to say it was, but he was actually playing really um quite quite well and is that a little consistent season so yeah Siwoo or, or Casey I, I don't know like I, that's not a market like there's just a lot I'd need to digest you know maybe see the early early wave or I'm not a big weather guy but if I bet a mm-hmm. first round leader most of the times those bets are guys that are teeing off in the first you know 40 and it's hour 15 unless we're seeing something weather that tells me i shouldn't do that yeah yeah exactly get in get out early post a score and and take your money yeah i mean yeah, I, at least you have the score you get a cheer you get you have the heartbreak at like dinner time as something exactly. you know, passes you but you know it lasted you the day if dinner's ruined dinner's ruined I, I mean i think for me i think the prop bets and the masters are probably more appealing than the first round leader um I'm looking at a few of them from last year. You had like top Australian. Uh, will there be a Will there be a hole in one? Is usually around minus one seven five, which is actually a pretty decent price. There always seems to be a, a hole in one at the Masters. So, I think some of the more of the prop betting, like top European, top Asian, etc. I think that's those are the the bets that you can get a lot of, I guess, value in. Um, also, like looking at the the overall. I guess betting of um the the, the like tournament. I think uh, uh like in play bet is the way forward. Like hope that you know a Siwoo Kim goes out and shoots like six under, but all the big boys haven't even started yet. Like they will rise up to over like twenty to one if that's the case. And you know, looking at odds bet this morning or odds checker even the top five in. Um, people who have bet so far, Scotty Scheffler, number one, Cameron Smith, number two, Victor Hovland, number three, John Ram, number four, and McElroy, number five. And for reference, Tiger Woods is 13th favorite so far. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it is a, it is a, a interesting one so far. I mean, there's a lot. There's definitely a lot to that. I don't disagree. The live market is um, one that, I wish I was more disciplined and say Monday to Wednesday to sort of have more money. Um, Cause you can catch some of these books. You can catch some of the books sort of sleeping, but it feels Nothing, like yeah. that hyper finite group of players who we think can win this one. They're never really going to fall too asleep on. Um, yeah. If any good player, like if a Patrick Cantley goes out in the early wave, every great player in the afternoon and has a great round, every, late afternoon player should should play well it's you know i don't know i can only if scheffler and cam smith i'm not surprised to hear that they're the most popular bet on player but and if they win with how well they've played this year nothing would shock me and their form would 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 certainly should surprise nobody but you know, it's a pretty small group of players to win your first major under 20 to one that's like dustin Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, and John Rahm. Yep. Um, granted, Scheffler's number one in the world right now, so you could argue maybe he fits in that. Uh, um, but all four of those players sort of 
it's almost like there was never a doubt they were going to win that major. It's just a huge ask um, for both of those players at what I will say such a short price. Yeah, and you can throw Victor Hovland into that conversation as well. Um, he's a similar price and obviously not won the, the major as of yet. So um, one, just in, in terms of prop bets, if we look at um, the top Asian player, might be an interesting one to get involved in, particularly the fact Hideki Matsuyama is just after withdrawn from Valero today. We're not sure how fit he's going to be and he's probably going to be or will be the the favourite in that market um, for, for top Asian player, provided that he does show up and play. So... Um, that's going to give it. Oh, actually, sorry, Cam Smith's going to be favoring that market, isn't he? But it gives um, it should stretch the odds out nicely for a guy like Adam Scott, who always um seems to turn up around Augusta, one of one of the best iron players around. Um, so I think he could be one to look at for for a top top Asian market or top rest of the world market for sure. Um, any any thoughts on top top European? Uh, well, just on Scott. I mean, he most years. The future market has been so unattractive for this tournament pretty much from go yep. the entire time. Unless, like, you know, I was never running to bet Scotty Scheffler at 33 or something, and congrats to those that did. Uh, that, that The only future I do have is on, really, Adam Scott at 80 to 1. Nice. I've seen it at about 66 now, so I'm in favor of anything that involves Scott leading any <laughs> any market. I'm encouraged by his around the green and his putting so far this year uh top european that's not really a market i i have you know deep dived too much yep but you know just in the spirit of getting uh fancy um you know Sh- shane lowry would potentially come to mind but that's Atta something boy. i'm also not prepared to go too far down down the list um yeah. I suspect Hovland and Rory are both going to have, you know, at least one of them very strong weeks. Obviously, John Rahm, they're at the very top. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, Shane Lowry always feels disrespected every time the best players in the world gather. Yeah, no, 100%. So I'm glad you said that. He's he's my uh, he's the guy I'm looking out for. I'm going to do him each week because I, I fancy Rory's my, my big fancy of the week. Um, but I think Lowry, Lowry ha- is going to have a good week this week. So he's two top 25 finishes the last two years around Augusta. He's playing, he said himself, he's playing as, as good a golf as he's ever played at any point in his career, um, including when he went out and won a, an Open Championship. So I just love, I love Lowry's game for Augusta. I like how he, he's creative around the greens, how he can uh, he can see shape shots, low, high, whatever, whatever you need to do, Lowry can do it. Um, so I think he is trending as well with his, his recent form. Uh, a lot of top 10 finishes should have won the Honda Classic um, when Seth Straka uh, went in and, and took it off him, we'll say. So yeah, I, I love Shane Lowry. I think you'll get a nice price on him uh, and a nice each way um, price on, on Lowry as well. So Brew, any, any thoughts on top European? Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that, as you said, like with the fact that Rory and Hovland are going to be so short, anyone that's outside of those top two to three is going to be huge value. Um, I also think the same in terms of the top American, because you have like four or five people under 20 to one, even someone like Xander Shoffley, for example, who's I think like 22 to one in the top American market, he's probably going to be pretty decent value. Um, so yeah, I mean, top European... To be honest, I'd I'd love to see what the price of like Seamus Power is gonna be. Um, mm. 
I know, as Jeff said, we probably don't want to go down too far down down the list. And Seamus is around that 100 to 1, 80 to 1 mark, which is probably too high. But I think he's been playing exceptionally well. I think his, his iron play, you know, has been so good this year. And if he can have a good first to second round and kind of calm himself down, I think he could have a really good like weekend. So um, again, we'll have to wait until closer to the time to see the actual pricing, but I think Seamus Power could be a serious kind of dark horse. And there's mm. a collection of Europeans at 80 to 1 or, or above that, like them playing fantastic doesn't shock me at all. Rose, Casey, Sergio, Fleetwood, you know, I guess Power for different reasons might be a bit of a surprise. I, I, I mean, You'll obviously correct me. He's a debutant, correct? He is. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, so that in and of itself is a fun prop. Uh, Tom Hoagie's games, a debutant who can like maybe the way his irons are can just be so lethal. Yeah, might get around. Um, well, I'm trying to just think who are the top <laughs> debutants in this. Uh, uh, yeah. Sam Burns. Is it? Sam Burns hasn't played her before, has he? Uh, last year's Valspar would have been before or after the Masters. I don't should have been before. I would have thought it would have been before. Yeah, I I can't remember. Maybe he did play in it. Um, which uh, will definitely be an interesting when it does. We're a little bit in the dark here, obviously time we're recording. Um, but it will definitely be an interesting one to take a look at. Um, we'll definitely tweet out about it when the markets are out, just to give a little bit more insight. Um, and then just to move it forward, Jeff, if we get to the the main event, then what's your I don't know if you want to go into depth about all your picks or if you've nailed on all your picks with the exception of Adam Scott, um, who you, you talked about. Is there, you know, who, who's standing out to you right now? So I'll be perfectly honest, guys. I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'm going to target the top of the board, not necessarily the very top, but I'll probably be active in that, you know, 18 to 30 to one range. That's right. You know, that's where I'm going to bet. That's where I feel like I'll have my best chances of coming up. I have my Scott future and I'm going to make probably those bets. The question is, I don't know who yet. I haven't been able to differentiate. It's like, who you like to win the masters. I told you if I had to make that decision right now, like the guys 16 to one or below would be Dustin. So if they float him Mm -hmm. up at a number, I like, maybe you should expect me. (laughs) <laughs> to bet it but people like i don't know i'm gonna pick a couple of the re- of the top players in the world i just haven't decided who that's gonna be yet i know that's a really silly way of looking at it but the majority of the books are still in this like one way only yep. futures traffic where yep. markets only like they only shrink guys odds if guys are playing horribly they're not posting big numbers uh, so I, I honestly need the total reset at the moment. Um, guys that I certainly have my eye on, I'm hyper curious. You alluded to what could Xander be in that top American market? Mm-hmm. He was second place here before. I believe he has another top five. So his course history could prevent him from really peaking at a number, but I'm I'm super curious what they're going to post him at. I was silly enough at Christmas, like forced to pick a winner of this event. No thing to do with bets. I like guess Xander and I don't yeah. feel nearly as good about that now, but I got a feeling we could see something in the thirties or yeah. 30 to one. Like that's what I'm talking about. 
uh, when I when I see, like you know I'm just waiting for a total a total reset. Brooks feels healthy for the first time in yeah. years for this event. Yeah. So anything above twenty to one, I'd argue that's fair. You'll have that on Sunday. Yep. You know my friends who aren't the biggest golf fans, like who you gonna who you know be like they're like who should I bet? I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna do it, but you should probably bet Brooks Kepka because he's yeah. always around. You're gonna get value for money, aren't you? He's not. He's not missing the cut. I just have. A, I bet three six five up in front of me, and, and Xander Schauffele has been boosted to twenty eight to one um, on their side today. So that like that that's a price that's a no brainer to get involved in on a an each way market because we all know Xander. Maybe he won't win, but he'll he'll most likely give you a run for his money or run for your money and get you some sort of an each way um, payout. Uh, on that front so it's, definitely it's embarrassing something. to talk like you know when you're like i'm gonna bet xander and your buddy can bet you know not to go back to it but like it's like i could bet brooks like the same number as you're betting xander it's like what are you gonna do like one of these yeah. guys just wins and one of them doesn't win or i guess maybe <laughs> to that more specifically like hovland or like brooks like well one yeah. of them was really good and we think can win but one of them just always wins so yeah, 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 it seems like the, the way I'm just looking at gathering and thinking out loud, I think there's there's probably 12 guys that can win it, and it's the, the first 12 in the betting down as far. I don't think Bryson has the game for it. I don't think he's playing anywhere near the way he needs And i probably put a line through with Decky just with the injury concerns um, that he has. So makes it a little bit easier if you're trying to pick between 12 guys from John Ram down as far as Xander Shoffley to, to win it. I think that that's probably where oh. you're going to get your winner from. But look, I could be completely wrong. Could one thing I would say though is it looks like uh, Matsuyama ha- was about twenty-eight to one. He's now gone up to a thirty-three to one, and I've seen that they've actually pushed Brooks down from eighteens to sixteens now. Mm. So I thought Brooks was extremely good value at uh, eighteen to one. I'm not saying he's not good value at sixteen to one, um, but you know it's just a bit. I-, I also think as we are talking right now, which is like just full transparency, the Friday before. before masters week this is the part of the week of the year where the books know it's like the absolute pre-reset like if you need a bet brooks right now because you're jonesing it it's kind of like a drug addict needing its hit (laughs) in that sense like you don't have the patience to wait for what could happen uh you know just with the market next week so i really do think like this is a like outside of one or two guys on the odds board like long term, it's really been Scotty and, and Cam Smith, but in the hyper macro sense of where we stand now to Monday, only one or two guys are honestly going to have a worse number. And those will mm-hmm. be a couple players who maybe this weekend, people who we all respect, like start to tout, or there's just great pieces on and they just get that early steam and maybe the books can sense it. Yep. Um, and maybe that is Brooks, but 98% of the betting board that we are looking at, we'll get a better number next week on these guys. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Hold, hold your, hold your powder, and um, keep the, keep the drugs for next week. You know what I mean? No need your hit till next week, right, Jeff? To, to, to wrap it up, then. So we've got a uh, your guy right now at the top of the board is DJ. Your, uh, your long, longer shot is is um, uh, Adam Scott. Can you give us another, give us another name that you? a name or two that yeah. you want to put on people's radars as guys who could actually show up at the, the top, maybe not at the top of the market, but maybe a bit more value for the, the punters out there. Yeah. So if you sort of looked at ma- major championship history, the last 
I want to make the time span in which I last looked at it up, but it's been like, you know, five, really five years. You could probably even go back at six. There is a huge collection of guys cashing as first time major champions and sort of that 28 to like 50, 60 to one number. Um, And even guys like it would shock you to think that's what he was like, even going back to Justin Thomas winning the PGA, he was like 50, you know, 60 to one that week, Bryson, Bryson winning that U S open. He was like 28, 33 to one. Yeah. Um, at the off that week, just in recent masters history from, you know, Hideki went off like 45, 50, 55, uh, Sergio sort of went off in that 40, 50 yep. to one range. Patrick Reed went off in that like 50 to one range. Bubba's first win was like that 50 to one range. So the mm-hmm. masters and, and majors have kind of been kind to this range. And I get suckered into it because <laughs> like Spieth and Brooks, like they're great players. I love them, but I don't like seeing them win majors because I like so many guys that have no majors and winning a major would change things. So instead of getting too excited about Smith and and Scheffler, there probably are guys in that 30 to 50 to one range that I will get excited about. That being said, I need to remind myself. I don't burger has played 12 or 16 rounds here and has only shot 70 or better one time. So before I get suckered into like the 50 to ones that we're going to see on burger next week, I got to remind myself that, and you know, can Zala Torres's first win be the masters. I'd love to bet him in any other circumstance that the number we'll get next week, but what an ask, like, don't you just wish he pulled off a swing season win? So your first win ever is going to be the masters. That yeah, would be crazy, but very tough ask. Well, he has the course form in the book, doesn't he? From from last yeah. year, but the name that's standing out in that range, I said, is is actually uh, not not being uh, biased towards the Canadians, but it's it's Corey Connors. I think I think the, he has the perfect in terms of it being a second shot golf course. I mean, Connors is as good of a an iron player. Um, he's in the same bracket as Scott, I would say. Um, in that regard, he's won before. He's um he's shown a decent little bit of form with the match play. To get some confidence from that coming beating DJ. Um, well, how, how interested DJ was, and I'm not sure. But I put air in your guys' tires with Lowry. You're sucking up to me. With there Connors. you go. Look at all the boys. What a fucking circle, here. circle yeah. of friendship. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, Brew, any other any other takes before we we wrap it up? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I do agree with you. I mean, there's just there's so much value. Like it's crazy to think. Between eighteen to one and thirty to one, there's two players. Uh, that that's just, it just shows you the like segregation of the top people with the kind of rest of the uh, the rest of the field. I mean, you know, in that fifty to one range, you have Sunjay, you have Matt, you've Matt Fitzpatrick, um, you know, Russell Henley. Like you've some big names like in that in that fifty to one range. Great so, iron players, yeah. Yeah, so you you definitely have like you know really good like value there. So you know it's just do I really think at the end of the day someone like that is going to win? Obviously they could, but I still think as you said earlier, Steve, that top twelve to one range, I, I'd be extremely surprised if one of them don't win. It just is mm. so set up, and you even see all of the bookies are set up on purpose in that way. You know they've given it's no like margin. they've priced it like it's the hero world challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm making a joke. 
but it's literally like, okay, we have this 22 man exhibition event this week. Everyone's priced from 12 to 24 to one. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so true, though. Yeah, like so. Pick a name, pick a name out of the hat, and, and just bet one of them, whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, personally, I'll probably be going for like two short, being less than twenty to one. Probably one or two between thirty and fifty or sixty to one, and then maybe someone like a Mackenzie, someone like a Mackenzie Hughes. I saw is two hundred to one. I think that's no, huge value. So go uh, back to the Canadian. Just, again, Irish just trying to, trying to trying to butter up Jeff yeah. there a bit, you know. So. Yeah, what a nice chat. This is lovely. Right. No, I actually, well, you know, in full transparency, it's not a bet that gets my rocks off, but I did bet Thomas Peters at like hundred and twenty-five to one or hundred and fifty to one just before Riviera. So I I do have um that and. Yeah, listen, it's the Masters and we're golf fans. Like, if there's a guy that you just like a lot, I don't, like, I know it's not the most disciplined gambling advice, but I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world to put a few bucks on a guy you really like in hopes of him having that magical week that only you or a small select people of that actually believed he was ever capable of which is going to lead to me betting tommy fleetwood at least <laughs> as big a number as i can possibly find next week okay that's just beautiful how it's gonna go absolutely love it and jeff do you want it can you just give us a, a recap of where any of our listeners can find your stuff but obviously there's mayo media there's there's odds checker and uh, i think a new adventure since we last spoke in betsburt's golf any any insight into that yeah so as you mentioned i'll be me and pat will be uh getting uh we'll be up early on Monday to do a show. We used to be able to do a master's preview and have it up like right now. Um, but the sad reality is, as we've kind of talked through, it's like the books no longer allow for that. Yeah. And we feel like there's going to be a total reset. So we kind of just squashed that idea. So we're just going to keep our normal schedule, but be out as early as we can on Monday. And thank you for mentioning. And I, I now do a show with Betsperts. It's live on um, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. And you can find my betting card. Uh, I do that video with Rick Gaiman um, for Odds Checker. Beautiful. Nice. nice one. Well, Jeff, I hope you have a, a fruitful If I week. did have all those responsibilities, maybe I would be able to take the advice of betting it live. But yeah, you know, yeah, I gotta sort of make these betting cards, which I love to do. I, that's you know, I'm tongue in cheeking it, but I love to do them. I have a responsibility to do them, but part of me does wish you could attack, uh, you know, maybe me be more disciplined and attack an event like this live. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, look, let's hope in, in uh, over a week's time we have a Shane Lowry, Corey Connors one, two, and we'll, we'll, all, we'll all go home happy. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Weimer, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully have you on again soon. Corey Connors putting for the friend, putting from the French, having to get up and down, guys, and we just see it in a big mm. moment. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. <laughs> well, look, a man can dream. A man can dream. Thank you, thank you. A blast as always, guys. Yeah, cheers, cheers, cheers Jeff. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's Spain. done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close.
Shane Lowry is the Open champion.